Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, my panelist, Michael Damiani. How's it going? A couple other uh, allies bite the dust because it's review season. Everybody's working on something. My Horizon 5 on Xbox Live co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Mm-hmm. Even though it's called Xbox Network now. I'm making it all happen oh. in the control room. Isla Hank. Hi. Ooh, I, I have to fix my camera. Ooh. F- fix it. Fix it. Distinguished guests, we are here to talk about some of the biggest headlines in the world of video games. But before we do that, we must first answer for all of the mistakes we made last week. Isla, if you can take a moment, begin the corrections ready. music. Boop. Reminder, last week, uh, because I selfishly went and watched my best friend get married in Santa Barbara, had a jolly old time, but did the podcast a day early. So some people on that Thursday news were like, did I miss something? I got the podcast early. What's going on? Uh, Rockstar said they were going to take the original trilogy off stores on their support site. They didn't like. Ah. They, they didn't shout that too loud, but it was in the fine okay. print. Uh, the God Run of the Souls games we talked about that Hob did was in one sitting. So they played it Dark was. Souls. Yeah. Oh wow. They just ran through all of that stuff. Uh, I did wow. not watch all of it. That was according to comments. Uh, Little Devil Inside, which we talked about a lot, was uh, Steam greenlighted back in 2015. It was also kickstarted. Ah. So there's been a lot of public support for that. Um, so more of just addendums to the stuff we discussed. That's it. End corrections music, please. Boop. We have been doing a public service, a business service, a service for all of mankind, replacing some actors that have left some ships, in this case an animal, this week, <laughs> along with another human being, that has left a movie, whether the movie has been made or is made, was made decades ago. We need to replace it with a video game character. Those are the rules. Bloodworth came up with it. Fat Jay tells us, unfortunately, Gandalf's horse broke its leg on the set of The Lord of the Rings, The Two Whoa. Towers. Oh, no. They need a new horse immediately to become Gandalf's companion. What video game horse is it going to be? Number one, Roach. That's the Witcher's horse. Okay. Number two, Agro from Shadow okay. of the Colossus. Okay. Agro. And number three, Rapidash, a famous Pokemon. <laughs> famous oh, Pokemon. my gosh. I'm excited. I got you for Witcher and you for Shadow of the oh Colossus. This should be good. Definitely Rapidash, Oh my god, right? just Gandalf saying Rapidash? It's yeah. like Lord of the Horses. Rapidash, well, we have to We have to also have the disclaimer that like Rapidash would actually look like like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would totally, like, it would actually be a cartoon horse. That yeah. would be. Ar- Arceus is like the, the greatest graphical detail you can give to it, or the or the anime, you can't, right. it can't be more detailed than um, that. I think, I think Roach is, is probably the, 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 the glitchiness of The Witcher 3 is probably going to disqualify Roach because oh, poor Roach. Gandalf could just, you know, right. need to go somewhere and Roach is on, on a roof of a building and, you know, we, we lose everything. That would not be good. I just imagine good. him calling to his horse and then just taking out the Pokeball. I'm like, All right. Agro, I think, is, is pretty It's good I don't know. Fit like with the theme you would have to of call what goes Agro on with like six times. Like, you know, be like Agro. Yeah, yeah Agro. <laughs> yeah, we can't have holds up the staff in one of them. The like, you know, lights. So right. It's like, yeah. kind of goes with it too. Yeah. yeah. Come on, it's Rapidash. That but it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's absolutely. Okay. Okay. Like, we okay. need that. From Emilio Estevez, I don't want to confuse you. That's the Patreon. Okay, name. I was going to say, <laughs> is he like, what's he leaving? Emilio. Robin Williams, may he rest in peace forever. Little do we know, he received an early copy of Ocarina of Time from Nintendo and has paused all acting engagements until he beats the Water Temple. Since mm. there were no guides until the game's official release in 1998, the producers of Goodwill Hunting were forced to choose another oh, actor. Wow. <laughs> Are we filling him with Old Snake from Metal Gear Solid 4? 
Kratos from God of War, the PlayStation 4, the most recent, or Cranky Kong from Donkey Kong Country? Let's, we're this going is, for the Oscar for this one. This is the one, one where he's like a genius and it's Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon's Will Hunting. And Ron Williams is the therapist at the, uh, you know, at the okay. school or a nearby university that agrees to take him in. Okay. The therapist. Uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, he's, I'm not he's, familiar with the movie. Is that the one where he sees him do solve the thing on the math board? Or yeah. Is that, okay. yeah, he's then a janitor. Yeah, he's a student. Pro, he's a prodigy. I'm getting confused with Dead Poet Society yeah. for a second. So that's, that's one right. that cleared up there. Although they're not terribly different Th- characters. That's the other you know, thing. We are, we are tapping into the literary Williams, <laughs> which has been on display in several films. Kratos is a therapist and a genius. Hmm. You know. And Cranky Kong. He's doing a lot of soul searching. Cranky and then Kong. who's the other one? Uh, old, old Snake. Old Snake. Old snake. And I mean, Cranky Kong, I think it'd be funny, but I think there's something about Old Snake that really works. Yeah. There's I'll, just something I, there. There's a, there's a charisma. I would love to see Matt Damon bouncing off of. Old Snake. <laughs> I, I, I think there, there, that is on screen presence. I would love to see. I think there's one scene where Replace Robin Williams the cigarettes with a pipe. Robin Williams bails on him, and like he comes to his office, and Robin Williams not there. It'd be great if he had like Octo Camo in the background. He's like, well, I guess, I guess he's not here. Yeah, All right, Old Snake is great. Yeah, we did it. Things gotta be Old Snake. Phew. Talking about projects in trouble. Take two. You heard of him? Mm-hmm. They made a fun announcement this week. We talk about Take-Two a lot. I made a quick list of what, what they got going, what's, what's, what we mean when we say Take-Two. Uh, Midnight Suns, which has not come out yet from Firaxis. Civ 6 also. Uh, Gearbox, uh, relationship there, border, all the Borderlands stuff. Tiny, Tina, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. GTA, Red Dead Redemption. NBA 2K, PGA, PGA Tour 2K, Outer Worlds, WWE. They did the physical for Hades and a lot more. Um, on November 3rd, in an earnings call, said that they are canceling a game called Volt from developers Hangar 13, who have only made Mafia 3 and Mafia Definitive Edition. Um, this is a live service game that they were going to make that they are oh. not going to make anymore. Um, they said d- development costs amidst industry challenges would make it, quote, commercially commercially unviable. Um what do we think about live? It's interesting that Take Two had to say this. I actually had my dad on hand, uh, and I was like, "Why say this?" And he's like, "Well, if they're a publicly traded company, they have they have to disclose. You know, they spent fifty eight million dollars, fifty three million dollars. Yeah, unannounced third person in development since two thousand seventeen. Mm. And publicly announcing canceling a not publicly announced game is yeah. like insane." For Take Two, it's a and, and high profile company, yeah, it doesn't like, happen that often. Yeah, I, I feel like while well, every game studio has games they're going to cancel and something you'll probably never hear, hear about, this feels like there was just so much money involved that you would think something would have come out with this. And I would love to know someday, like the reasoning behind why you pumped the brakes on this specific project. But you're saying live service. When, as soon as you say live service, suddenly things probably, start to click into yeah, place. Is one was like, okay, with what's going on in the last few weeks with like some of the statements out there from other studios about it not working out, this seems like they might have just been like, you know what? Right. This isn't the direction we want to go in with this. And that's what I'm wondering is if they're like, okay, we're super into live service because we're take two. We really want to make this work. Let's figure out a better way to do it, and we're fine losing 53 mil because of all we could make. Or are they like, you know what? Let's not make a live service game. Well, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I mean, knowing so little about the project. I, I mean, mean like, they details are slowly going to come out. You know, they have you know, boatloads of money game made off of NBA 2K and all that. Um, 
but yeah, trying to keep that going. Yeah, it's one of those questions like, was this a licensed property? Was this original? Because I think trying to do it with an original IP is difficult. And I go and I think back to it wasn't wasn't really a live service game, but uh, Battleborn. Remember when I do Gearbox made Battleborn, one of the first games I reviewed at Easy Allies. It didn't last that long, right? And you know, it had all of the makings, except just something just didn't click. And I, I think it take it can, sometimes it can take a long time to get to that point, and you can put a lot of effort into art and abilities and design, and eventually realize that oh, we never figured out what the fun game was here. That too. Also, it depends what type of genre they were going for, what direction. Because right. I think companies are starting to realize now that the live service model it only it gets saturated real quickly. Like you can't have that. It, like single player offline games, you can have like twenty RPGs come out in a year, and they'll probably all do like they all do fine and sell well. But you try and do like more than like three of like a hero shooter, three of a MOBA, like it gets so crowded and it's like it doesn't support that because they're ongoing and people don't have enough time to invest in all of that so i wonder if they just saw like some of the recent failures in their and as they pointed out with their within their own studios that they have their own like their their, their previous failures there just said you know what whatever this game was going to be this what we're going for there's already two or three excellent entries out there sure we're, we could throw as much money at this as we want it's very little chance of succeeding we should quit now because like the sunk cost fallacy is like no we already right. put in fifty three million we got to go they probably were like no someone said no stop like yeah, this isn't gonna right. work out we can we can take that hit let's write it off and let's go work on something else that's gonna probably do better. For Jones, us. I wonder uh, how much of Red Dead Online played into this. Dude, I was gonna wait until you said what you just said and then I was going to bring up Red Dead Online because there's the number that that Rockstar and Take-Two thought they were going to make on Red Dead Online and there's the number they did I bet that and that gap I bet is bigger than 53 million dollars right so yeah this is pennies I think um, yeah they, they when have, you talk about companies this huge they've got online so it's like um, yeah. they, they know that like we have one like yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's not risk that let's yeah. keep that going or if we have a next step for it let's put that development into that we really don't need to have another game of service, live service game. I mean, it, it sometimes it just doesn't work out. And every live service game that comes out, I've never seen one that they're like, "Yeah, we're coasting. That's great." You know, they're always <laughs> like exactly. two months after launch. They're like, it, "That's what it always is." We're going as fast as we possibly can. We want to satisfy you. Oh. We'll make fun of some live service games before this podcast is over. Don't worry. That have nothing to do with Take Two. Yeah. Um, but what sucks is yeah. this. Uh, if you haven't heard of Hangar 13, that's because they were established in 2014, announced Mafia 3 a year later. Uh, Mafia 3 did not perform as well, you know, two expectations. They were going to do Mafia 4. That got canceled. Mm. So then they did Mafia Definitive Edition. If you ask Michael Huber, that had some issues. And then this is what, uh, you know, they are. Um, their next project that didn't happen. Some of the people at the studio found out be- through the call. were like, oh, right. good to know. Great that we're not working on something. But, I mean, you say issues, but, I mean, I think it's true of both Mafia Definitive and Mafia 3 uh, that those games, like, they have their their fans as well, you know, sure. as, as technical issues. So they're, they're definitely mixed. There's definitely, like, a cult following to those games. I want to say Huber had a better 
time with Definitive Edition, then I think Mafia Two might have been. The yeah, one. he still yeah, will tell. He, he will one of them. warn everyone to stay away from Mafia Two. And I love Mafia Two. We were actually live streaming yesterday because I never played it. And I had a blast. We were live streaming yeah. when this announcement came out, and so uh. I was reading it, and I didn't know what I was like fully reading yet. And as soon as I mentioned Hangar Thirteen, Hubert was just crushed because like, no, they made Mafia One, Definitive Edition, and Three. It was like they're good. They're a good studio. Like. Mm-hmm. This sucks. But they that haven't said they're closing the studio or anything. They're just no, canceling the game, right? No, but the project... Right? Yeah, 2K's also assured me that the company believes H13 can make can deliver a critical and commercial success, and we will begin developing future projects soon. What sure. does, what does soon mean? talking about morale, probably, because sure. even if you're still kept around, like, having a huge project you sunk, like, how many years into there, and that much investment, you, it's like, that's never going to see the light of day now. So yeah. who knows, you know, if that's just, like, people... Just move on because of that, because they didn't want to. I mean, it'll be interesting to see the stories about this game and to see whether this feels more like a financial decision or whether it feels like they oh, had another right. anthem on their hands, you know, like EA had to deal with, you know. And That's like, a good rather point. Rather than pushing something out that was just not going to work, they made a better call. That's true. That's I really where I that. would lean towards this, particularly yeah. since they aren't seeming to go, be going through layoffs, that they do have confidence in the team. That this, somewhere they just like realized that the leadership wasn't there, the direction wasn't there, or just you know what they wanted to make out of it. Because I feel like that's what's you know I I'm, I think we'll probably get into the the crystal dynamics discussion yeah, later. I'm trying to stay away. But from I feel <laughs> like the issue that Square Enix has with the crystal dynamics games is matter of of expectations. Like yeah. it's it's not that they've done terribly. It's it's not that. You know, this is, you know, totally not working out. But they have this lofty goal, and it's like, nah, this is this is not it, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you one of you said it kind of early that, earlier that they've got GTA Online going, but, like, I, I was curious, so I looked it up. Um, as of August of this year, 2021, yeah. eight years after release, GTA Online is still making about $2.5 million a day. So yeah. that means that the yeah. $53 million sunk on this is recouped in 22 days they there was some <laughs> month i think it was gta in one month made the most it ever had a couple months ago yeah so it's ever, like so 53 million it's a yeah. lot to us but it's nothing to these guys right and it turns out that you know whenever like gta shows up as much as i love that series and like any event or something it's like oh coming a new console or whatever like it is big news <laughs> like yeah, it will right. or it or rather it will make an impact um what what I th- what stood out for me about this, other than I'm just super curious about details, I want to see art, I want to know more about it, is this is usually like a Schreier poll. This is usually somebody leaks something, or mm. like this was them coming out and telling, you know, their investors like, oh hey, this just didn't happen. Um, and yeah, so I wonder how much investors are going to hound them on like what is what are those developers working on? What's going on with the Mafia franchise or um, if this is seen as a smart call? Well, that's the, that's what I was going to say because Damiani beat me to the punch but like it's kind of nice to see a company not fall victim to the sunk cost fallacy like to make to me if i was an investor uh if in this company you know i'd be like okay that seems like a good call like it's not wasting money mm-hmm. right? right but i'm sure that it'll always read as bad news when something's canceled but i don't know got my good friend michael damiani here at the desk to tell me oh. if something is cool okay okay i'm that person i guess i'm gonna, I'm gonna read a quote at you <laughs> Uh, Sega and Microsoft now have a, quote, strategic alliance uh, 
that explores way for Sega to produce large-scale global games in a next-generation development environment built on Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. The alliance would form a key part of Sega's mid- to long-term strategy, allowing the business to move forward with Super Game, a new initiative for developing new and innovative titles where the key focuses are global, online, community, and IP utilization. Yes. So... I would say this sounds cool, but just going off our conversation we just had, it literally sounds like they're trying to fund another one of those big, ambitious live service games that, hey, Sega, you got wonderful IPs there, uh, and you're doing a great job over there, but hey, we know you're not as big as us over here at Microsoft. We got some technology you can leverage if you want to work with us to like you, you that, that 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 super title. Like I think that's become like a joke at this point. But super it's been listed. Yeah, you know, the super game. It's been yeah. listed. It's like a real thing. It's like we want to help you make that dream come true. So we'll, let's have this. I, I found it funny that people rushed the conclusion that this was Microsoft buying Sega. And it's like no, that, that's that's oh, not no. this. That's not what this is. But at the same time, it's just. Super game, man. I, I, I just got to see this. I want Keely, do you have it at the Game Awards? Can you like uh, unveil this? I just I want to see Super Game, man. I hope it is called Super Game. That, I just that. want that. Project Super Game? Project Super Game. I want that so badly. This seems blood mostly focused on development. This is like, we'll yeah. make, you, make it easier for you to develop games. And a lot of people are saying it's not surprising, maybe not necessarily for Sega to be making moves like this, but anybody, because a lot of people are working from home. A lot of people aren't super excited about going back into a work environment. Um, we are, you know, forced to reinvent the development process in the 21st century. Is that this? I need to see more about it. I, I don't know. Like, personally, it's it kind of reads like one of those deals that will potentially never see anything come from. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it'll be some behind the scenes networking thing. You know, it's kind of like when uh, uh, Sony bought the... Uh, uh, audio kinetic or whatever whoever produces wise it was like oh whatever that you know are they going to have exclusive you know use of wise and all of that it's like no everyone's still using wise and it doesn't it's hard to say like what actually happened you know from that and so i think like with these kinds of deals it's it's so vague and it's almost like a preliminary kind of thing and with a zero cloud servers it's like okay well so sega will put maybe potentially you know do more cloud gaming, you know, applications kind of similar to like what we've seen on the Switch or like on Xbox Cloud, but maybe not. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll do some kind of metaverse thing with all of their characters. Um, yeah. That, that's I why, don't know. That's why we yeah. need to, I think we need something Fantasy more Fantasy Star Online 3. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's <laughs> why I'm so nebulous. It's so nebulous right now. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm asking yeah. you, Damiani, because when I first saw this, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I mean, we don't know anything about this. All right. And then I read some more and was like, wait a minute. I think Microsoft and Sega want us to talk about this. I think they want us to speculate. They're being very loud about this. Like, this is a huge... <laughs> Ring, ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. We're going to team up to make games. Like, what? Like, so it's just just why why Sega? Why has Microsoft selected them specifically? Is this the beginning oh, of a I conversation? I don't know about them selecting that. Like, I feel like a lot of people are using Azure stuff. So we get Azure announcements every day from other debt? I mean, again, I'm, with, I'm kind of on Blood's boat where, you know, the best case scenario for me is like some like yeah the, the super game we get to see it or something this becomes this reality through this strategic partnership but it could just be as easily as blood said where 
this is just something they agreed to. It helps them facilitate stuff. You might see some Microsoft logos, you know, is there cloud gaming something on some stuff? But like, does it re- did it really amount to anything like spectacular? I think it's the reason they're trying to like drum up this announcement so much, like the hype around it, is because it's kind of a little bit of an arms race right now. While this is not a studio acquisition, right? This has been what's the the the, the kind of the game between Sony and Microsoft this past almost like two years of the, the story of next gen is who's teaming up with who? Yeah. who? Who who you know? If it's not a studio acquisition, what is the strategic partnership? Oh, Sega and Microsoft, we're gonna we expect great things. Like you know, yeah. That, that's the thing. It's like oh, something cool is gonna come out of this. That's why I lean towards it's probably a cool statement is because. There's there, there are expectations here. Even if we don't know what they are in their nebulous, yeah. it's like something will come out of this and it'll probably be cool. And Microsoft remind us, hey, remember that partnership? Here it is, where it's at E3, it's the game awards, whatever announcement where it finally comes out, and they'll they'll point back to this moment saying, like, this is the fruit of our labors. I wonder because blood I get a little whiff of uh Microsoft getting Bethesda, and then we're all like, oh no, is like every single Bethesda game now gonna be exclusive to Xbox? And it's like, oh well, well they're like we're not necessarily saying right now, we'll find out later. And like probably. <laughs> like probably like, yeah. like it'll really be with which ones aren't. And so uh, I wonder if that's kind of the thing that we're like, maybe we didn't realize this was, you know, Sega like if you were Sega, how would you take advantage of this? What would you? I mean, what, to me, how just can reading over it, it feels like there's so much more focus on just development and mm-hmm. just like having development tools and stuff available to have, yeah. So basically, so that they can have access to more workers and remote work and, and that kind of thing. And so, but the, yeah, the super game thing is in there too. Whatever the heck that is, but it feels like that's sort of almost like thrown in there to, to try it's, to it's give bait. some kind of. You know, oh, this is big. why this will matter because otherwise it, it's like somebody using Unreal Engine versus Unity. And it's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> and to bounce off blood a little bit more there, I mean, Japanese companies were the ones being kind of like uh, singled out at the beginning of the pandemic for how will they be able to adapt to work from home conditions. Um, and there's a lot yeah. of shakeups at Sega right now. Yeah. Sega's doing some weird moves. Like so some people this could be and... another step in the, like we, we we've seen the impacts uh, of of COVID nineteen on our work our, our workflow, but we also want to make this like we want to insulate ourselves from future stuff like this. And also maybe we found a better way to do work. And Microsoft is going to help us get to that point where it becomes a little bit more long term and stable, where we could make our workflow follow this model. So it could as easily be what Blood is saying, where. That they're just finding new ways to adapt to how the workplace is going to be handling things going forward, and which that is a very smart decision. But as you said, like, oh, we want to like drum up some like hype for this. Let's throw Super Game out there as well. Like, this could lead to Super Game happening. Sega, <laughs> I want to the Sega Super Game shirt. Yeah. According so, to their latest financials, Microsoft made twenty point seven billion off cloud in the last quarter, mm-hmm. almost half of their total revenue. So it's like, okay, yeah, I could see them wanting a poster child for. Um, yeah, for people taking advantage. So yeah, of the so it was uh, the one I was thinking of was it was Sony, two years ago that partnered uh, with correct uh, Microsoft on was is your cloud stuff to power cloud services and AI technology. Um, so yeah, they'll they'll take any old partner. It's just do you do you think there kind of is a not just an acquisition of Sega, but do you think there's um, have people been shipping Microsoft and Sega for a while? Is that like a partnership? Well, that was that one of the rumors before this announcement. Because there were, I mean, there... that's been since Windows was on the Dreamcast. Yeah, but the... <laughs> which I heard brought up too. I wasn't sure if that was relevant <laughs> to this conversation. Yeah, uh, there were rumblings earlier this year in the wake of obs- the all the the Obsidian announcements, like the the clarification of what was going on with that situation. That some industry in- insiders claimed that there was another acquisition that was going to be right. on the same level as that, but yeah. it was also potentially going to be a Japanese studio. 
and so people dug through financials and like how the companies are structured and it seemed like the company that made the most sense would probably be Sega. Right. Um, especially because Sega's parent company, Sega Sammy, spun off Sega's gaming department into its own entity. I and love like, every time you have to re-explain this on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, well, why would they do that? And it's like, who knows? But some right? people are like, well, maybe they did it to e- be easy to sell off that yep. branch to, to someone like a Microsoft. If you're going to buy someone, then you're not going to do a deal like this. Yeah, that's the thing. It's you like, see how it goes, man. I mean, the signs are right here. We're ignoring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see people like I don't know how informed that it, it, this answer is, but they would be like, "No, this is like a first step. Like, let's start a business relationship." But like, they've obviously had a business relationship in the past, so it's like yeah. I don't know what this really means ab- about that either. But all these companies, as well as you said, Sony using Microsoft, these companies all do work with each other a lot, and so like maybe mm-hmm. this is just like. Someone in PR just wanted to make a big deal about this, and it's as you said, blood. This actually isn't that big of a deal to the average person. It's literally just a business thing that's going to be going on behind the scenes that will like right. average gamers like be, or consumers going to be like, uh, right, whatever. Sega developers will now be exclusively using Microsoft Teams. Yes, and yeah. that becomes the last yeah. practical application yeah. of all of this. <laughs> Not to the average consumer, but the average podcast moderator. Very exciting. <laughs> no, that's, really? that's one of the funny things they added in uh, Forza Horizon 5 is you can make a car horn that sounds like somebody calling you on Teams. <laughs> and it means what? nothing to me what? because what? I've never used Microsoft <laughs> Teams. Well, okay. Uh, but it's the way, oh, yeah, Microsoft. it's the troll people, right? If yeah. you're playing yeah, on that's, PC that's especially. That's pretty good. <laughs> Isla. Hi. Speaking of evidence... That it's just too much to be ignored. There are so many different things indicating that Final Fantasy Tactics is going to be remastered. I, I've heard. And yet at the same time, I don't fully believe any of it. But there's a lot of different things. Mm. Specifically, uh, this week it popped up on a retail website called Instant Gaming. It's still there. <laughs> there's a listing for a 2023 release date. Hmm. There is a logo that uses the logo from Tactics, the original Tactics, but the background from Tactics Advance. So, you know. Hmm. Who knows? Placeholder. A user in a Final Fantasy Tactics subreddit allegedly got an invite to a playtest by Eidos Montreal. Eidos Montreal. And there was a massive NVIDIA GeForce leak last month, which oh, you didn't yeah. talk about a lot. That had Final Fantasy Tactics remastered on there. It also had Chrono. So dodgy. It also had a Chrono Cross remaster on there. So who the hell knows? And like my remaster, it could like it could be as simple as Final Fantasy VIII remastered, Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. it was not a remake. It wasn't. It was you know, it was. I don't want to like say it wasn't a great effort. You know, it's still a good game, but like that obviously isn't something like on the par of like a Final Fantasy VII remake or even like. A Shadow of the Colossus style, like re, like remaster, reimagining, or not reimagining, re, like enhanced version. Final Fantasy VIII is in this weird position yeah. because it's it was pretty much impossible to do what they did, and yet people were still unsatisfied with like, like they had to basically rebuild this game. They didn't have that. Yeah, because it took a lot of effort yeah. to like make that game, but like to the like the eye test, it's like oh, it's just like upresed. You know, it looks nice. Right. It's like that's that's great. And like that's all I'm expecting from this is like a night uh, an upres like nice looking version, but then again, Square Enix does have a history with like when they update games, especially anything that uses any kind of like pixel sprite based art sprite based art it can go south really quickly fonts get funky <laughs> fonts, windows get weird fonts colors that you have to replace with better fonts it's <laughs> it's so hard because it's simultaneously 
like a lot of the things that you've said, like the easiest stuff to fake. Um, <laughs> and and yet, yeah, Square Enix is remastering all sorts of stuff. Right. There's yeah. no reason for it to Act not be on the table because because <laughs> it's well for Final Fantasy too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Why not? You know, and and they've gone through so many other Final Fantasies, and like you said, the pixel remasters and the Saga series and the Mana series, and they've taken just every fathomable approach they can to re-releasing a game. And this one has just sort of been on the sidelines since uh, when? What was War of the Lines? Was that PSP or Vita? That was PSP. PSP. Yeah. So it's been a long what time. Year that was definitely that was in the two late two thousands or was it twenty early twenty tens? I don't even remember at this point, but yeah, Square Enix has like one of their two thousand seven. Bus- okay, yeah, one of their business divisions has a team that is in charge of like coming up with like what remat the re releases of cl- their classic catalog basically and, and, and determining which of these are going to be here and then what studio within Square Enix will be helming that project. So. This is an initiative from them, and like it, the recent history has shown like almost everything is fair game. I think the only thing, the yeah, the Chrono one is the one I'm like, I don't like. I'd love to see that in some capacity because it would give hope to people because like they keep re-releasing Chrono Trigger a million times, but they just will not, you know, make a new Chrono or they won't remaster Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross. So it's like, right, this something would be nice to show that you have like something i mean that i think that and xenogears are like the two games from their like catalog people like please do something with it besides just like even re-releasing it please and it's like uh well they have a lot of playstation era games that have not yeah that a lot of people want but oh oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah but uh, but tactics would be a nice one because it's also one that hasn't gotten you know it did get the war of the lions treatment but that was now 14 years ago get that vagrant story in there Mm -hmm. yeah you you see you see them coming out with a triangle strategy it's like oh that's awesome but it's like you have this ip called Final Fantasy tactics like can you make another one or do something with that it's like come on we got the two advanced games um that were, but they were like not in this. Well, they so the, they were sort of weird. They're not exactly sequels, it's, it's, right? It's a brand. It's called Eve. Yeah, it's like the something of Evilise. Just like there's yeah. Fabula Nova Crystallis. I, I forget. Evilise. You might be able to look it up. Is it Evilise Alliance? Um, the most recent thing they did do with it, but it's not canon, is in Final Fantasy XIV. They got the writer to come, <laughs> writer to come in, a uh, director, uh, the original director, nice. to come in and write more stuff. And there's a lot of tactics lore mm. and Evilise wow. lore in there, but it's all. Well, it's using characters and story elements from those games. Tactics it's, advance, yeah. Yeah, it's all original, like non-canon stuff. But it was nice to see that at least. But I think people really just want this to be real because it gives them an excuse, even if it's just a remaster of the original games. Like another reason to play more tactics. I mean, that's kind of what I, I, perf- I want it to just be like, just make it run on stuff and put it out again. Like I want to just be able to hold my Switch and play this game, you know? Because like, <laughs> you say Switch. Or, like, Steam Deck or whatever. But, like, I don't want them to put... I don't want them to make, like, dumb, weird, icky CG chibi graphics or, like, some crap like they did in the older, you know, like... Don't... don't. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. You know? (laughs) Like, it's a perfect game. Just just make it playable on something other than a phone. You're asking too much. And then other literally that, asking the, the minimum, like well, make it widescreen. Well, well, you said even the last point, you said make it on another phone, like Pixel Remaster, still only on Steam and mobile, right? Right. They're not on any other platform. It's like what? What are you doing? So like, I can imagine like Tactics Remastered coming uh, 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 to to PC and to mobile only. So, sorry, console people. But I feel like it it's already be, on phones. Yeah, I feel like this new one. I meant. Um. 
it may be more likely to be from War of the Lions than the original. That would be interesting to see because the pixel remasters, remember, are the OG versions with no additional content from the right. newer ones. So, I mean, that seems to be a different initiative. So, I think it's a coin toss at this point which version Ex it would be. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. How much of that stuff that they have yeah. from back then. So, what's going to be the easier? It would be crazy it? if they didn't do War of the Lions. Like, that's the phone one. Like That's true. Because it exists on there, that's probably the one they would go with yeah wager yeah and it's just the like definitively better version <laughs> like everyone kind of agrees i feel like we're getting triangle strategy what is it what, do you, what is it potentially from what we know of triangle strategy what would stand out to your average consumer that is not familiar with either of these games but likes likes I mean, their the tactics Final Fantasy name yeah. yeah that's like the biggest thing is that and it has like uh, uh, this legacy that People revere it. I mean, when people make Final Fantasy best lists, I, I think even here, like you bring it up, I think anytime it comes up, I like, does this mean Final Fantasy Tactics is allowed? Because it wins if it does. Because when you do like the best Final Fantasy games, everyone just does mainline games. Because if Tactics is included, it gets very heated about what is at that top spot. And, you know, Tactics also, I think takes the cake for for writing in a game for 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 final fantasy game for its time it just was bed and shoulders above the other final fantasy games not to disrespect any of the other writers out subject there. matter too is a lot of yeah intense, it was just a little stuff. bit more well, yeah it was a tactics ogre team right the, mm -hmm. essentially i believe so yeah i think they're yeah I'm, i mean they're so similar it'd be hard for me to believe that they weren't and i'm not sure what else they went on to after that for those who stayed around but i mean the only other time i've seen writing like that in the mainline series is in Final Fantasy XIV, uh, like they have very similar styles of, of storytelling, so it definitely is different from the other mainline games. And but like I appreciate it, so like that's the thing. Like Triangle Strategy though might have that level from the demo I played. It's still it's definitely going for that vibe as well. It's just I think it's easier for an, an average person to be like Tactics game, okay. Final Fantasy, oh, oh, I know Final Fantasy. This Triangle Strategy, what is that? It looks mm. like. It looks like retro game, but this one's called Final Fantasy, so I'll take that one, which is a whole interesting thing. When they remember they spun off like the Warriors of Light, the four warriors, yeah. and they they wanted to specifically make a series that wasn't Final Fantasy. Kudos to them for believing that, which led into Bravely Default. So like I, I do want something like a Triangle Strategy to succeed and do well, and if that if this turns out to be false. Like you want that to do well because that will carry the yeah. torch for SRPGs, uh, the Final Fantasy SRPG kind of brand. That will be it, and. You, you want that to succeed. Well, if this dumb date is to believe to be believed, we'll get Triangle Strategy next year, and then this remaster or whatever the year after that. Yeah. But I'm very emotionally invested in this. I know Isla is as well. Should I not yeah. believe in this? The Nvidia said that the inclusion on their list is neither confirmation nor an announcement of any. I wouldn't game. give any. Yeah. The the Nvidia list is just throwing a bunch of names in a database. It, that could be anything. But the other the other bits. I you know there could be something to that I don't know I would wager there's probably something to this I just think you know if you're someone like Isla where you just want the best version of this game to be available again and more easily accessible you're gonna get like all your dreams probably fulfilled from this if it's real if you're thinking of anything more grand than that you probably should reel in your expectations and you know again we brought up Actor Razor earlier. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it came out of nowhere. The, there's no reason anyone would have thought Act Razor was about to happen. 
And but with Actraiser, they changed the graphics and stuff. So mm. it's yeah, like, no, they would totally remake that. Right. Game, yeah. So it's like, don't bother. <laughs> 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 don't make it look gross. <laughs> this is the week of announcements that seem exciting at first glance, and then there's not a lot going on there. I'm happy to bring them to the ELS podcast. Okay. Skydance. Skydance? Yeah. And Marvel ah. are teaming up. Nobody's going to know who Skydance is. We're going to have to explain that. Skydance <laughs> has done a lot of games, specifically The Walking Dead. That is like the main mm. thing. on Any of those Walking game, uh, Dead games. Saints and Sinners, their uh, big last one. Archangel is a big VR game they're pushing. I went to their website and was like, I remember Archangel. Lots of big mech combat in VR. Um, but specifically, uh, they didn't always have her, but they now currently have under their employment Amy Hennig, uh, who is dying to make a game, <laughs> is frothing it to bit, uh, has been through various studios, uh, joined Skydance, specifically Skydance New Media in 2019 to create a AAA game studio, has not said anything since, and tweeted out along with Skydance and Marvel, which we're very excited about it, that they are going to be working on a game. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we know, and well, she did say something <laughs> kind of like the pulp adventure or something. Like she kind of alluded to it would be sort of uncharted, Indiana Jones ish. A third I'd, person action game, yeah. I think, is an action adventure potentially. I think is not whatever that means. Um, probably not far from what you know. She worked on Uncharted, went to you know Lucas, and you know went to Disney, and and was started working on something that what? looked third person, and then. Um, uh, specifically with uh, Visceral, and then left EA. Uh, yeah, oh, EA. Sorry, left EA and Visceral in 2017. Um, she's also writing for Spoken. Yeah. So she's, she's over there. She's working on a lot of projects. Um, with Gary Whitta, yeah. Is there too many Marvel games? Is probably a stupid question. Um, is this and this is, makes sense to just get this news out there to be like, hey, more. You know, like we're working on this. Is this Game Awards? Is this E3 next year? When are we going to hear more about? Ooh. Whatever crazy AAA oh. game. From what they just did, this is like when we first got the Avengers logo, man. Yeah. I am inclined this is a to long think way this off. is a minimum of a year off. <laughs> After Wolverine? Maybe around the time we finally see Wolverine's like in like something concrete about it will be like the um, teaser for this will also be yeah. unveiled. I think that's like it's the rough time. It's so timing. hard to yeah. put any kind of expectations on this when you have a brand new studio in a thing that was just inked uh yeah who knows yeah i i but as the other point you're kind of like asking about i don't think there are too many like at this point i don't think there are too many marvel games i think just keeping them spaced out is like that's like like same thing the 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 cinematic universe they've been pretty good about the spacing with those the shows and the movies I think they want to achieve that with the games as well. And I think they see like the games like, oh, we could get a few more out each year and people are really clamoring for these. And it's like even something like Avengers, despite, you know, <laughs> might talk about that a little bit later. It, it, it initially, you know, it, it was, you know, it was a big deal. And, you know, its launch was like got a lot of people to play it and stuff. So if things follow through on that, I think it's a very lucrative property to just be working with and like Everyone wants to be making games with it, and I think Marvel realizes that. And like, hey, there's there's more. We can have more. We, yeah. we can go bigger here. Let let's keep it up. So I I I think this is. I'm just curious where this is going. Like, what this is gonna be when you say it's something like a, an adventure, like Indian Jones type vibe or whatever. It's like, okay, who are you who is it gonna be on? Like, well, what, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So. Well, and I think that's really where the difference is, right? Because 
Marvel is just such a huge brand that, you know, it can be easy to say it's like, oh, another Marvel thing. But, you know, when you then say, oh, Wolverine. Right. From Insomniac, like, that's a whole, like, right. yeah, everyone's for that. Right. Um, and as skeptical as everyone was for Guardians of the Galaxy, now there's like a lot yeah. of people who are like, I'm going to put this on the top of my game of the year list. And, and so it really, it really depends on what it's going to be. For to first to know whether it's going to feel like too much, or too, and and also what else is in the pipe? <laughs> what else is going to be available around the time that's available? Yeah, so. where's that? Where's that Marvel vs. Capcom revival? Where's that at? Oh, okay. You got the scoops on that, John? I don't have the scoops uh, on that. Yeah, no, kidding. there. But I figured they would announce it. You know, I figured they <laughs> they tend to announce these things the absolute millisecond. Well, like everything, able to. everything being so big with Marvel games and having potential is like. Sorry, this is a little tangent, but. Marvel related, it's like yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. I mean, I'm not the I'm not a big player of fighting games, but that, that is a fun game to watch. So. Yeah, what if it's like you know a yeah. control inspired Doctor Strange game? You know, just oh for, <laughs> yeah. for this, You've got the whole world bending around you. I'd be curious if they try and go with like if what they tried did with Guardians, where not the game, but like the property, where let's dig into some of our lesser known properties and right. let uh, like we don't always have to keep going back to a Wolverine or a Spider-Man. They, they, they seem to be just doing just fine and they've got their developers already attached to them, but Man, they have, have a Punisher game, you know. We don't have a Punisher game, Bloodworth. <laughs> we don't have. Oh, man, where's Huber? <laughs> Huber would be going nuts about a Punisher game, man. We do have a Deadpool game two gens ago. Oh, right? okay. that was okay. Yeah. Isn't every game a Punisher game? You just shoot yeah. stuff. I just, oh, I would just love. <clears throat> I'm just, I don't know. I'm thinking about. I'm looking at all of these games. I know Guardians, there's a lot of pew-pew in that, but like there is a lot of like swords and slashing and stuff. And um, But I just look at like Midnight Sun, Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, Avengers, Future Revolution, all their mobile stuff. It's like it's not a lot of guns. Not a lot, And then they bring in, you know, this this uh, developer who's just, please make a game, Amy. Je- like she's been working on so much exciting stuff. Jessica Jones game. Ooh. There you go. That whole, the whole crew? Daredevil maybe? I don't know. Looking at prior projects. I am excited, but it sounds like we're not going to hear for a while. And now, a word from our sponsors. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at the credit credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. I didn't get a loan, but I did check it out. I did put my information in, and I did get that rate in minutes. I put it on my list, and I was like, that's the thing I got to do today. And then I did it, and was like, cool, I can check that off the list. That went by very fast. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash easyallies. That's upstart.com slash easyallies. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Upstart.com slash easyallies. We all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code, Field Tauntus, at checkout. 
But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down. All you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. I've said before, I've bought Easy Allies equipment saving money with Honey, and I like saving money with Honey. And I like Honey because a lot of our sponsors I was able to check out or I was able to get, you know, uh, check out their services. And then sadly, we have to move on. It's like a one-time thing. I love the honey. He's always like, hello. I'm always going around and shopping. Uh, and honey pops up just to let me know. Puts a smile on my face every time. Honey has found over, oh, it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. Think that $2 billion in savings. And then you think of $53 million on game development. It's not, it's just not that much money. It's literally free, it installs in a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash allies. That's joinhoney.com slash allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. Facebook's now meta. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or I'm out. <laughs> yeah. so they, yeah. Press heads, release. Heads press release down. me. Yeah, just the injection seat. <laughs> uh, there is good news. Um, uh, they're not uh, gonna require Facebook accounts for sorry Meta accounts for Oculus. Hasn't happened yet. They're gonna start winding that away. They said Facebook specifically, so they're gonna have another account. They'll have, yeah, the, uh, they will have a Meta account that you're gonna need. That would be such BS, dude. Yeah, no, that's t- that's the Sign entire Sign into your point. meta with your Facebook account. You're, you're, you're still going to need an account. You're oh just going to have a different account so, that's not so tied to your right. Facebook profile. You're so More right. accounts. <laughs> we love accounts Did here. you see the thing, that, the thing that there's another company that was already called Meta? Yes. And they were like, uh, hey, <laughs> what about us? <laughs> what are we, who are we then? Um, I'm sure that Meta doesn't have the plans that this Meta has. This happened in October. This happened so long ago. Again, we recorded the podcast early. <laughs> this is ancient history, but it is kind of funny, and so that's why I wanted to bring it up. At the company's annual Connect conference, Zuckerberg said, quote, Right now, our brand is so tightly linked to one product that it can't possibly represent everything that we're doing today, let alone in the future. Over time, I hope that we are seen as a metaverse company, and I want to anchor our work and identify on what we're building toward. Yada, yada, yada. He almost had me when he said, we're so tightly linked to, I was like, oh, scandal? Like what? <laughs> like uh, the, the five billion you were fined by the Federal Trade Commission for deceiving users about privacy? Fascism? Or, or this month, a Facebook whistleblower came forward with testimony that the company repeatedly lied about its safety efforts around political misinformation, hate speech, and promoting ethnic violence. So I love Zuckerberg being like, we're doing a lot. And Facebook's just the one thing. That's why we're changing the name. They're not keeping anything called Facebook at the company. So it's one thing if he's making new things. Facebook will now be a part of this. Facebook is gone. How do you feel about Facebook becoming Meta Bloodworth? Wait, is Facebook not called Facebook anymore? No, Facebook itself will still be Facebook, Facebook but the Facebook. overarching company will this be This is Meta. just Google making Alphabet to have a, a yeah, parent company so they don't get sued for Well, remember, it wasn't that long ago that they like changed their logo, but it was only the corporate logo and the Facebook logo. Like, it was, Yeah, it almost is better. It's almost, It really is less confusing for them to have a different name. 
Yeah. To be over, you know, this and Instagram and, you know. Getting rid of Oculus, I agree, is stupid, though. Oculus is too good of a brand. There's no reason to get rid of Oculus and replace it with Meta. Like, you should have kept it. But anyways. Uh, that it, is very weird. Yeah. Like, getting rid of, of the Oculus Quest and it's now going to be the Meta Quest. It just, like, it just sounds worse. <laughs> I don't know. It just Meta sounds Quest. worse. <laughs> I'm like a strategy guide. Right. Meta Quest. <laughs> I'm, like, like, I'm reading, a, reading an entry in a strategy guide right now. I mean, and a, a company name at some point just stops mattering because it's, a, it's just a name is a name. It's an identifier. And like once you know it, then you know it. But True. Facebook is a heck of a name when it comes to our, right. our, our, just, the era of our lives. I'm just saying, like, once you cross a certain point, like, it doesn't matter how ridiculous exactly. that name is. It's just a name. Yeah. Like, Nintendo means nothing to any of us. You know, even, you know, like, it's even debated what Nintendo even means in Japanese. Yeah. yeah like, Nintendo wanted to, like, we'll make more than video games again, so we're going to spin off. You know, we need a parent company name now because Nintendo's is our video game branch, so we're going to make something else. We're going to call it Toad. Our new company is called Toad now. And now everything under it, it's like <laughs> Nintendo's a branch under Toad. Like, no one, no one's going to call it that. They're going to call it Nintendo Free Turn. Everyone's right. gonna, like, the average person is still going to call it Facebook. Like this might make perfect sense to 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 business people, to to industry in, insiders, to, to 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 certain groups of people, but to the average person, like it. it the, I think the point you're, to me, blood, when you say there's a point, it's that point where something just passes into pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's part. It's part of culture. I mean, it has not been a good part of culture <laughs> for a while now, but it still is a part of it. And it's like you can't change that. And trying to change that is like fighting against gravity or fighting against time it's like you, this is futile as heck like and also i'm like a hundred percent convinced like it's not even just for like what they're saying obviously this is all parse mostly misdirection because hey we have a lot of bad press right now of course we gotta scramble because like, you said another company's like hi we're meta what are you doing like <laughs> i expect you know facebook i'm not calling it meta. facebook will probably sue them into oblivion in courts or whatever so that they can't like put up a fight but like Everyone's just gonna call it Facebook, and they're just trying to distract from the all, or, all, all the terrible crap that they've been going through. This allows them to create other products, and at some point, they just keep all the data they got off of Facebook and just nuke it, and then <laughs> cryptocurrencies and NFTs. No, gosh, please they, no. They've said <laughs> no. I know, no, I know yeah. they said, but like, I mean, this, this is hey, just, this is a big week for NFTs. Okay, we'll get we'll talk about it more, but. No, Very no, exciting. No, 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 no. I mean, what, whatever. I don't, I don't care what, what they're called. I mean, everyone's just gonna call it Facebook forever, and yeah, they're just trying to distract from the fact of those nice little bullet points you read off of like the, the their bad press lately. It's like they're just trying to, to sweep that under the rug, despite like, oh, we'll pay your fines, like whatever, blah blah blah. As long as like everything's back to business as usual, and it's like, no, like. Well, but that's the thing is like the average Joe, like none of us need to refer to Meta. Yeah. For anything. Like it's like Whoa. we never talk about we never talk about alphabet. We're never talking about like the company of alphabet, you know. We just say YouTube or Google. You know, we're going to say Facebook for Facebook cuz that's all we ever talk about besides Oculus. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's the we'll thing. see. Like they're getting rid of <laughs> Oculus. That's the weirdest part. It's right. I mean, that one we'll just keep calling Oculus. Well, it's like yeah. it, it just I guess it just depends like where, where things go in the future, like how much more involved they get like in our space, like in, mm-hmm. in gaming, like how much more invested they get in. Let's say in the future they do get more invested in it and they have a few more companies. So it'd be like 
at, like at an E3 of their own, they're likely to more do their own events. Like, hey, we're doing a meta event, and, and there'll be Facebook announcements there. Whatever new, like if they have new company for gaming stuff, like we'll announce that there. Like that's where it's going to start coming up. Right. Just like when Microsoft acquired all these studios, like now, like the oh, well, all, they just uh, did the Resident Evil Four VR. Right, they just released that. That was them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's not too far-fetched to think that, like, you know, not too distant future, you know, that, that, that type of thing will happen. And so for someone like us, we will, like, clarify, like, oh, so it's the meta event or whatever. That's, like, their title. But, like, the product they're showing off is, like, under Facebook or under uh, what was Oculus. I'm so I'm so confused now about, like, the name changes but and I, stuff like that. But I, I think this. that's what it com- essentially comes down to is, like, they don't want to be sitting here talking about their VR and getting, you know, again, that like – that's bad press or people not wanting to jump in because they don't want to link a Facebook account to it. You know, that's, that's the thing. They're like trying to separate these apart. That's uh, why I don't understand why they changed Oculus to meta. Cause it's like, isn't the whole point of this to have meta be an umbrella right. that doesn't yeah. share a name with something else? Like why then make it share a name with something else? Yeah. But I think that maybe the, the whole thing is that VR seems to be, the point of what they're doing, right? Like they're actually their pushing new, their more new stock ticker VR is, than anything. Their else. new stock ticker will be MVRS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the memes of, are very funny. A yeah. lot of people making fun of them, just showing off like people with like virtual whiteboards and like, of oh, course. yeah, we're gonna wear a headset for a meeting. Like, yeah, no. All the, no, not a chance. <laughs> well, it's really it's yeah, but uh, I mean they, they say the same type of stuff. And they talk about the metaverse bringing brands together, you know, and putting them in the hands of players to make them do whatever they want with Fortnite. And it's just interesting to hear these just like pie in the sky, lofty visions that like I'm used to that stuff not panning out. You know, like I'm used to when somebody comes out on a stage at Sony or Microsoft or something and it's like, hear me out. It's like, uh. yeah, I just don't have like the plan. Like, it doesn't sound like – it sounds like they're just picking good buzzwords, saying stuff that, like, sounds good on, you know, on paper. But, like, will this pan out to be anything other than, you know, just a name change in the end? Like, like going back to, like, our Sega and Microsoft discussion, it's like, yeah, this sounds like a big deal. But, like, what is it really going to ultimately amount to, you know? And – I think you were mostly right, Bloodworth, about like you know what they were doing. But then it, it's just to me again, it's so much. It's I think it's just as mind-boggling with like with the Oculus change. It's like what? Why is that getting that now? It's like oh, 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 I, I, I. so that, it, that doesn't give me a lot of faith in like they know what they're doing. Like it, it seems like this was like assembled hastily to try and distract people from their bad press late, lately. But they, but I do believe they have something planned with this that they want to go forth. It's just maybe they don't have it fully realized yet. They're like, but like anything, anything to take off the heat right now. Kind of like with the Activision, that they're crap, but like not putting the Activision logo on a lot of their, on the Call of Duty stuff. Like, oh, we don't want you to know we made yeah. Call of Duty. It's like. That was short-lived, but that was very much sh- the same thing. Yeah, it's thing. like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, in like a few months, uh, whatever, if this ever blows over, like, hey, we're going right back. Oculus Rift, it's back. <laughs> and it's Facebook account. It's like, oh, damn, you guys. It's like, seriously, like, that, that was the whole point. But yeah. Did you want to talk about Activision Blizzard? We can talk about Activision Blizzard. If you, if you want to, I don't. What else is what's, what's well, new? No well, I mean, want sure. have a job here. 
I'm gonna bring some news to this oh, I podcast know if it was on the, relevant I, I, this week. Sorry, I, I didn't fully glance at like the docket for what, what was today, so I don't know if it's actually on the docket today. We've got a few things for that. I have a lot to yeah. tell you about Activision <laughs> Blizzard. Activision you Blizzard. Came, unlike Facebook, you came with a plan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Activision Blizzard had a bad week, and <laughs> I understand not having a bad week. <laughs> that is saying something. <laughs> Get this. For their, I mean, these are all such a scattered things, but it's all happening in the same company. For their third quarter, which ended on September 30th, Activision Blizzard reported revenue up 6% year over year to $2 billion. Candy Crush revenue, like, brought all of that. Uh, <laughs> rose Candy 22% crush. to a new quarterly record of $652 million. Blizzard revenue was up 22% to $478 million, driven in large part by Diablo II Resurrected. Activision, dominated by Call of Duty, posted revenue down... 17% year over year to 641 mil. So hey. theaters. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, yeah, Call of Duty fans might not be super jazzed about the company that's making their favorite game. But it happened. Again, that's one of Somehow smaller things. Somehow I doubt that was the problem. I'm pretty sure, yeah, as you said, Warzone. <laughs> Warzone cheaters. For the fourth quarter, they're forecasting revenue to be down 16% year over year to two bill. So again, we're talking about billions of dollars for this right. massive company. But We're also talking about 2020 to 2021, which is like last year, everything was up. So at some point, things are going to dip from the year before. I have yeah. not been reporting a lot of those things. Certainly Call of Duty was not one of the things I thought mm-hmm. I'd be bringing yeah, um, so I'm a little surprised. Yeah, Call of Duty, because like even with the Blizzard stuff, like I don't know if it's too recent to be reflected in this report, the financials. But I mean, the supposed like I mean, it has been happening. I just don't know how significantly it's impacting World of Warcraft. But the exodus of World of Warcraft players to other MMOs like Final Fantasy XIV, more recently with New World, the the the, the, the players just are dissatisfied right. with the way that game's being run. Was that a big enough dent in it? But you specifically listed Blizzard there, and they're up. And I'm like. Well, yeah. yes, it wasn't mostly that. because of Diablo, but yeah, yeah. again. Well, but um, will that you know once that Diablo bump comes back down, will that and they be the next to be like we're posting a decline? Well, Diablo four and Overwatch two are delayed to 2023, so oh yeah, not sure what's going on next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're gonna have an interesting year in 2022, um, <laughs> but don't worry, Bobby oh. Kodak's got the answer. Okay. He took a 50% pay cut. He's reducing his base salary. Oh, I'm sorry. He's no, reducing that... he's he's reducing his salary to $62,500 so and he pledged to increase diversity. Legal minimum basically. And, and in April, he voluntarily took a 50% pay cut and and uh, bumped it down to 875. Now all the way down to 62,000. How's he going to eat? I mean, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last year Don't he got like a Bobby. multi-million Don't, dollar he's bonus. One of the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the highest paid CEOs in I the mean, business, so. I would feel good uh, even if the shit they're going through right now wasn't going on, it was just like the usual story of like layoffs. That's the thing, like layoffs. They still have post record earnings and still lay so many people off. And it's like, if you were taking that pay cut to keep people's jobs, you know, cool, good. But like, if how much money he's made and everything that's already happened, it's like this rings so hollow. It's like it's a PR stuff. Of course, it's just, just, yeah. just like what? Who, I don't care, dude. It's like you either leave or get kicked out, but like. You just making the minimums like, no, that's nothing. I wonder it's it's headlines like that that make me think about the Bobby Kotick folder at Polygon or Kotaku or any of these companies where I was like go in and just click on all these images I'm like, what dumb picture of Bobby Kotick do I want to put for him being like I got it don't worry sixty two grand covered. Uh, they are spending money on other stuff. Uh, um, that will hopefully create positive change in the company. Blizzard specifically formed a World of Warcraft community council to collect player feedback. 
Uh, and they announced that they are uh, offering a $1 million grant to uh, Women in Games International, which brings me to, I think, the biggest news drop out of Activision Blizzard this week, which is co-leader Jen O'Neill left, yeah. uh, making now Mike Ibarra the sole boss. Hasn't said a lot since she left. Uh, he said he's going to talk more soon. Uh, she's the former head of Vicarious Visions, which was we've just found out is now going to be completely dissolved. They're going to lose their name, which they've had since 1991. Mm-hmm. Following that news, she said, I'm out. She came in in August. So she was there for not even three months. Uh, and now she is leaving. She is uh, going over to Women in Games International uh, to put that one million grant to work. And she's going to be leaving by the end of the year. Uh, already a board member of WIGI. Um, does this wait? She's leaving WIGI by the end of the year. She's leaving Blizzard to go oh, full time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to to she said it was a new position. Hasn't really detailed specifically what she's going to be doing there. This is interesting. Do yeah. you think Jen had these plans when she came on in August? Like, oh, I'll stick around for a couple months, but then I want to get out. Or is is her relationship with this company just kind of grew in a way she wasn't expecting? Or well, I definitely think it grew in a way she wasn't expecting because you know, vicarious visions and you know. Blizzard are very far apart, um, and so yeah, and yeah, we we've known that that news about them being pulled into Blizzard a while back. I think around the time that Diablo Two Resurrected was announced, or something like that. Um, the name specifically was yeah, the, the, the bummer the, this week that they were essentially being yeah no, but the name that we, oh, we knew? knew that was no. that was happening. Uh, but I think that got wrapped up in the reporting of Jen O'Neill. Got it. Um, so. I mean, I guess there's a few different angles I could think of. Like one, like the personal angle of, you know, maybe she didn't really want to move to California, you know, and and, and didn't want to go through all that hassle just to, you know, to deal with this with one company. And I think the other thing is potentially that she saw where things, you know, had gone wrong with Blizzard and realized this is a bigger issue than just Blizzard. You know, this is an industry issue that needs to be addressed and. It sounds like she figured that she could do more good by being in kind of like an external third-party role to try to make changes throughout the industry and try to like bring these issues to light wherever they may be rather than just trying to fix Blizzard on her own. Sure. Um, and, you know, we'll have to see how that pans out if we see more efforts, you know, if we start hearing the name of this organization come up more in, in other other contexts, you know, if, if they approached Ubisoft or something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of thing functions and, and how it betters the industry. Um, and, and I do think that the steps that, you know, Kodak announced are positive. I, I just think it's, again, it's like we said, it's like it feels like no, almost no matter what you say, like it takes the time to, like, the changes just have to be made. Like you have to keep making changes, and those changes have to stick, and people have to be satisfied, or you know, or it's like almost no matter what you do, it's like you're still gonna feel like, well, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily fix what went wrong. Well said, but yeah, it's it's so hard to not be just so cynical about everything they're doing. Like like I see myself, the first thought I had is like, oh, convenient, you give a million dollars to this foundation, and then one of your you know, C-class people moves over to take over there. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and I'm not saying there's anything nefarious, but it's always interesting and that sort of stuff happens. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know what Bobby could do to that we wouldn't scoff at. 
Right. Like, even if he quit or was fired or whatever, at the same time, it would be like, okay, yeah, but what are you doing to actually, like, address the... the, And, like, like we learned earlier today, like, I know different company, but, like, if GTA Online is making $2.5 million a day, donating $1 million to a foundation is nothing. It's like nothing. Well, yeah, in one quarter they made two bill. Right. They're gonna make sixteen percent less predicting in fourth quarter just two bill. They're like ah, you know. So right. Like that's and like again, billion that's where this company's operating at. It's so much more than million. And I mean, you know, uh, but it's it's worth reiterating that Jen O'Neill took over for JL and Brack when he stepped down in August, and her and Mike Ibarra were the they were running Blizzard. So she came in like, all right, I'm gonna take over. And a lot of people at the company, specifically a lot of women, are like damn you know like we had had a woman in charge that was nice for three months like that you know and so it does raise that question where can she best make change isla does it make sense to kind of take the catalyst of activision taking a hit here and like ride that wave as far as you can through the industry uh oh you mean for her to do that and i yeah and i again i don't want to put you know get question her motives or say she's making the right decision or the wrong decision i have no idea i mean she's just such an an interesting place in this whole tornado of, of just yeah and I think like yeah, any any chance you get to better your own situation, do it. <laughs> like, sure. You know, <laughs> especially if it's not going to hurt anyone and if it's going to make things better and especially in her case like I hope you're right. Like I hope she's able to go over to this place and like make the whole industry better cuz that's what we need is like some kind of bigger force to like encourage better behavior, you know, and like get people hired into positions that can make different choices and get like more equanimity across the board gender and race wise and stuff yeah i don't know because like the the, it's kind of like it's kind of like in so many other areas of society it's like like blood was saying these changes are going to be so gradual that it's it is going to be hard to measure or even point to a specific cause sometimes like the thing that fixed it you Mm -hmm. know it's just going to be like the bastards got to go and eventually people who are less bastards take over. And then over time in human history, three, four, five, six hundred years later, there aren't any bastards anymore. We need the the blizzard bastard count. That's what we don't have. (laughs) And I thought Jen was going to give it to us. Maybe we'll get it later. Um, Can Jen, so again, more power to Jen. Uh, You know, it's going to be interesting to see what she does in the future. Can she exit the company and make a landing with this quote? I am doing this not because I am without hope for Blizzard, quite the opposite. I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here working towards meaningful, lasting changes with their whole hearts. It's tough. That doesn't mean anything. I'm taking off after three months, but things are going great, you know, or I believe in them, I guess. <laughs> it just That was a little incongruous based on everything else she's doing, but she's in a very, very difficult situation. Activision Blizzard's monthly active users plummeted by 13% year over year to 26 mil. According to that earnings call, Whew. hey, that's actually pretty. Like that—that that gives me the most hope of any of this. That like the people boycotting and stuff can actually make a dent. Like, yeah, yeah, that—that's actually cool. And to that's hear. not a month or a week. That's the quarter. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one of those big that's chunks not... of info that they yeah, definitely I pour over. I, I don't think even a percentage of that is accounted to <laughs> people boycotting. But sure, or if any of them care. But Jen cares. Mm-hmm. We'll see what Jen's gonna do. Good luck, Jen. Also this week, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is apparently going to be in VR for the Meta Quest 2. Um, 
just barely missed that information. Some comments were on the podcast where they're like, whoa, they're not talking about San Andreas VR. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I actually did not know until, because I'm just sweating that trilogy remaster we're getting next week. Um, but uh, didn't know specifically that they're adapting out the VR. That might take forever. Uh, that might not look great. Who knows? I don't know if they're using the new, the new engine, the new textures. Sony created an official PlayStation PC label for their franchises moving to PC. The words yeah. PlayStation and PC were put together in a logo by Sony. Uh, Nintendo released official websites for The Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, and Link's Awakening? Elaborate. What was oh, this? It's they're, for the Game & Watch. You mean... You remember how you got the Mario they're, one? They're landing pages for the Game & Watch to expand upon those because individual those games. Because those games are on the Game & Watch. They already yeah. have yeah. a Zelda mainline site that has entries right. for those. Cool. But the... Just a lot of art, cool, a lot, yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff people. I was saying like good artwork, but also on the, on the Nintendo of America site, they're actually doing a weekly series now, a blog about. Oh, nice! The first one was about localization differences uh, between the, the games that are going to be on there. It was actually kind of cool. It's like, oh, whoa! Like, I mean, it's already out there, but like, it was nice to see them even like acknowledging stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Because I heard that the Japanese. Uh, versions are going to be on there as well. Yeah, so they're, they're also. Uh, I think the blog might already be up. I haven't checked it. The, the the this the second blog entry is supposed to be about some of the new mini games that are being included with the clock functionality. Oh right, like they haven't covered all that just yet. So okay. it's like uh, I expect there's going to be videos out, but they're just doing this all through their these these web pages. It's kind of cool. Uh, Nintendo is shuttering their California and Toronto offices and relocating those that want to move. Yeah. So I think we, that's a situation that we need to get more information before we know what impact that's going to have on the company or games in development. But yeah, I think we need a hard number on the layoffs at some point. To really, like, like well, at the end, it's not a layoff situation. It's more of an well, office closing situation. That's what it I mean. There's like. going to be people that are like office staff who are not going to be offered positions, but I. So from what I know, basically, they're closing those offices. The people that work there are being offered jobs in Redmond to come, you know, and work in the main office. And some of the people are going to want to do that, and some of the people are not. All right. So if it's a relocation thing and, like, people don't want to re relocate, then if, if that's all it is, mm -hmm. then it sounds like maybe it was just, like, the offices they're closing were in two very pricey cities. And Redwood City is not cheap. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. very pricey yeah. areas. <laughs> so and it, it, it just, you know, they have these nice campuses for their head, for their headquarters. It's like, well. Just move everyone here, you know, be a little bit simple. Where's the headquarters? Redmond where? Redmond, Washington. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, is it Vancouver? Do they still have a Vancouver office? Yeah, I think there's, that's what they're saying. Yeah. It's, so, it's like, Toronto the, and and Redwood were the ones that were closed. Right. Okay. Marvel's Avengers is removing paid consumables, heroes, catalysts, <laughs> and fragment extractors. <laughs> heroes, catalysts, and fragment extractors. I, I had to include that. the fragment names of the actual names. Because aren't those the thing? Like, aren't those perfect names? Those are great. Get those fragment extractors out of here. This was the, uh, the, the bonuses that they added that people were upset about the consumables. They were shocked. We didn't think of this as pay to win. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this, we're, so we're, sorry. Our player base is evolving. We thought it was the perfect time to do the thing we said we weren't going to do. We put it on Game Pass, so we thought it was a perfect. Uh, don't worry. Perfect way to get money out of people. Spider-Man's coming on November 30th. We don't know what he looks like yet, but it's <laughs> going to be here on November 30th. In less than a month, we'll be playing really? a character no trailer Holy has crap. been released for. <laughs> Assuming there's a war table coming this month, hasn't happened yet. We'll see. Maybe just a trailer. Uh, speaking of Marvel, Midnight Suns has been delayed to the second half of 2022. Quote, let it cook. Um, Niantic is shutting down Harry Potter Wizards Unite next year. Uh, another AR game bites the dust. Nikkei Asia reported that Nintendo will make 20% fewer 
uh, roughly around 24 million Switches through March. Uh, but they're already, you know, all consoles are hard to get. Anyway, Honor of King's World was announced. This is Timmy Studios' AAA game in a popular MOBA franchise. Mm. Just one of those things. I was like, I don't know Honor of King's. But a lot of people are saying Honor of King's World is going to be something that you're we're going to go, I mean, whoa, I watched out that of nowhere. trailer. I was like, is that? I was like, I don't know if that's actual gameplay or not. It looked cool, but like in terms of its franchise, apparently it's like right. It rivals Genshin Impact. It's like uh, the like tied for the like the biggest. I can see Keeley at the there. Game Awards like doing a thing. It's like the very well known franchise. We're like, it's what like are you talking about? It's Fortnite. Like, oh apparently. wow, like, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, speaking of Fortnite, oh yeah. Uh, did you know there was a custom version in China? China had their own Fortnite. It was just their own little, right. their own oh, little Fortnite right. all to themselves. Makes sense. But no longer. Uh, came out in 2018, shutting down. Uh, oh. PAX South has been canceled, quote, for the foreseeable future. Just stop. Too many PAX? Stop making those. There are a lot of PAX. DICE is apparently yeah. going to come back next year. It's like, I, it's like these are all uh, risky. Ubisoft invested in an, an, uh, Animica Brands, a studio that uh, does blockchain technology. Oh. Woo! Your unison disappointed O was so funny. Ubisoft. The headlines, man. Nobody nobody gave them, you know, the the benefit of the doubt on this. No one was like, oh, look at this, Ubisoft and they all had some snarky titles. Like, I hate, hate this company. Um can't wait to play Far Cry 6. Playing Riders Republic right now. Having a grand old time. Uh Animal Crossing's New Horizons Happy Home Paradise is gonna be the game's last paid DLC, according to Nintendo. And they pushed out the 2.0 like a day and a half early. I've been playing it since yesterday. Oh, that's why everyone crazy. was talking about it because it was yeah. early. The okay, free, the 2.0 went out. Right. Yeah, the DLC is still cool. Friday tomorrow for us right now, unless it goes live tonight. But uh, Switch stuff doesn't always do that. But yeah, Ugh. if you're listening to this podcast, 2.0 is sick. Go get it. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it was Polygon or somebody celebrated. They're like, it's it's. Apologize to your neighbor's day because <laughs> like <laughs> everyone was like, wait a minute, I gotta re-download this and update it, and like, oh boy, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I'm my guys were like, I haven't I seen you in eight months. <laughs> right now, the guilt. Let's play a game. Ah. <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> this is from Alexander Zirinov. Let's play a game that will test your knowledge of gaming middleware, spe- oh, specialized no, software the developers use to implement certain features. Don't worry, you've seen these names in numerous Dang. games intros, and you'll be given three options to choose from. Havoc yeah. is a A, lighting engine, B, physics engine, or C, Twitch integration library. Physics. B. B. All right. Correct. Two, speed tree is a tool for A, decreasing loading times, B, foliage generation and animation, or C, localization. B. B is foliage generation. I didn't know that one. I forgot. I didn't know that one already. You know the speed tree? I feel like they're trying to get our confidence up right now. Yeah, speed tree, though. We're about to get slammed. What's the most recent game that had speed tree? Oh, it's in like everything. Every game, pretty much now. Life is Strange, True Colors. Everything with trees. If it has a tree, it probably used to be. It's ubiquitous. Guardians have it. Bink video. Oh, yeah. That's. Provides a video player, dynamic resolution, or HDR support. A. Video player. That's true. Old school. Yeah. Love me uh, some bank. Is, yep. is it W-Wise that we said earlier? Yeah. W-Wise? Everyone that I've talked to just says wise. 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 You have to see it written out to even realize it's another wise. W. Wise. Yeah. Wise is an engine for AI, animation, or audio. 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 You're so smart. Simply gone. Is a tool for 3D geometry optimization, pathfinding, or saving and loading data? 
A. I did say I think A. It's a. It is A. Fair enough. I'm sorry. They're too smart. Umbra oh. helps with texture streaming, detecting invisible objects, or using photogrammetry. I want to say C, but yeah, that one I'm not C. sure. I think I've seen this. C. I've seen this before. I I've definitely seen C. them, but I don't know what they do. Wrong. A Detecting C? invisible objects. Okay, B. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which I can imagine how frustrating that must be when you don't find things. Yeah. Um, speaking of invisible objects, that I love sense, that, that name. Uh, the meta VR is studying ways for you not to punch kids. I love that. Oh. <laughs> They're like, any, any, <laughs> any, 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 you know, yeah. four foot thing comes scattering into the room. The VR will flip out. Uh, Oodle. Is a solution for destructibility, data compression, or pathfinding? Oodle. This one I have never heard of. B. B? Pathfinding? Data compression. B. B. Yeah. Uh, that was fun about uh, Silicon Valley, as they would talk about technologies that like, just didn't exist. They were like, we've solved this thing. It was like, that'd be fun if we lived in that world where data compression worked that well. Finally, FMOD. F-M-O-D is an engine for sound effects, dynamic lighting, or cheater detection. A. Sound effects, I think. C? Or is it cheater detection? Oh, God, what is it? A. Woo! Sound effects. Yay. Yeah, I know that one. Well done. <laughs> FMOD. FMOD. It is now time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. From G the Finger. I hate video games. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or when I look at video game culture, I think I hate them. There's very very little about the general gamer culture that I enjoy. In fact, there's a lot I really detest. And we're not even talking about the obvious faults of racism, sexism, the overall hostility of gamers, but more the image that comes to mind when I envision a gamer. I grimace whenever I see a Greg Miller type wearing a graphic t-shirt <laughs> with a pop culture reference on it, sitting in front of figurines, moaning about the details of a press release. I'm embarrassed whenever I see someone crying over a me costume announcement in Smash Brothers. To me, Jeff Keighley is just the guy who makes Miss Piggy tell portal jokes. The entire community feels childish, the embodiment of arrested development, and what I believe to be the primary reason many don't consider games art. It's to the point where I don't want to call, I don't want to tell casual acquaintances or colleagues that I like games. And that's the thing. I love video games. I have 2,000 hours in Destiny 2. Mortal Kombat means more to me than several long-term romantic relationships I've had. I love many people who comprise game culture, like all you allies, even if you may fall under some of the examples I gave. I love the art, but in many ways I want no part of it. Have any of you experienced this schism between the thing you love and the people you associate with it? Or is this an example of, quote, let people enjoy things, adoration and admiration? Greg has a beautiful new baby now. He's doing fine. Greg is, yeah. He's a breeder. <laughs> He's, yeah. Have you seen the people on those Nintendo commercials? They're real hip. They're having a good time. They're that guy's playing hip. his OLED in his hallway and having a blast. <laughs> Which of those do we fall into? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to find me in all of I this. I mean, I got no problem wearing a bunch of game t-shirts. I mean, so. Yeah, we yeah, know where you fit. If, it feels like it's... Not so many. I do have figurines in my... I feel like it's a generalization now, I suppose. Because... <laughs> Using the word like gamer and stuff, I know why it conjures up those images and stuff because of like the historical stereotype with it. But I mean, and I mean, there are a lot of people today who don't want to use that term anymore. But like to be in the broader sense, it's like there are so many people who are technically into video games now that it's like it's so ubiquitous that it's like it could be anybody. So I I feel like this is more a damnation of 
like what the old guard stereotype of like what a gamer is. And yeah, it has its problems. But to answer their question about the schism, I think there are some, there have been definitely been moments about like, the, I would call it a hobby at this point. Like gaming is a hobby where there's some been some elements of like the community or just its existence where I'm like, mm, that causes a line for me where I don't, that makes me feel embarrassed a little bit about, about what I do and stuff. But like at the same time, like I also don't want to like judge realistically the most common way i feel this schism isn't telling people what i do yeah like because in, in terms of a career path there's still so many people out there who are like that's not a real job right and it goes and, and for people even a step above us who are like just influencers who are just twitch streamers it's content only content creators on youtube they even get like more shit than like we will ever get and like from the average person because like you sit in your ass and play video games all day. People That's... in esports, man. I bet esports people with their relatives and family members and close friends are just like you're going out of town for what? It's like it's my team. It's a huge deal to me, you know. It's... So I think it would help to propagate that like the a better image of like video games like like the average video game player that it is more diverse that it is more inclusive because it helps make it more broadly accepted it is a very big thing in pop culture it is still widely known but i still think there is that like element of eh, like embarrassment or it's not people don't take it serious enough still and i don't think we're going to get there until some of the stuff that was pointed out here is like that needs not what that needs not be what comes to mind at first thought when you think of a video game or a person who plays video games. Well, it's funny because like the people stated in the question, like we know them, they're they're like very professional business people, you know, and it's like I think that the the stereotype of of gamers, you know, I mean it's like anything else, like like fanatics are the problem. Like like you were saying Damiani, like just about everybody's a gamer nowadays, like to some extent. But like people who are like fanatics, going out of their way, like doing crazy stuff. That depends the issue. what crazy. And also, I want to clarify something. Like I think it was a little unfair. To, I know they're being a little sarcastic in there. But yeah, like, I think they're like, yeah, around. like Greg Miller is like a great person. And, like <laughs> is not fit like the later part of that description of stereotypes, or at least in the negative version of them. It, it's like there, there clearly are people who are like at the top of our industry. Who Keely's done a lot like, of the great work with the Muppets, the, yeah, and we like, don't want it. They're you know. doing their best to like try and improve that image, yes. and you know, name two of the people who do that. And, and you're right, Isla. They're I think the most likely culprits who still paint the negative stereotypes of, uh, of 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 gamers and video gaming come from the more fanatical extreme end. But at the same time, there are some like people who do really. Like get really passionate, really involved in something, and do something so spectacular, so crazy that it actually ends up being awesome and positive. So it, it just depends, like where they're really coming at with that. Versus, like, is it like a form of gatekeeping? Like, I'm like the biggest expert in this, and like, look at all this like stuff I do, and like, anyone who's not like me is like not a true fan. Like, or someone who says like, I'm gonna open the can of worms. Like, you know, people who like argue play Souls wrong by like trying to like play multiplayer or you know like like want an easy mode and it's like oh you're ruining souls and stuff like get out of here with your discourse it's like no like like let people have like however they want to experience a game you know like who cares about that and i mean people who make like wonderful like cosplays like people who make like replicas of like uh, someone i saw made like a full version of a link to the past map like out of like 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 the sculpted it it's like those types of like passionate fans are like like I, that stuff's awesome so like there's both good and bad that can come from it so i i think it's a little bit you know 
I don't want to say all the more fanatical people, the most fanatical people are negative, but like you're right, Isla. I think they, the bad seeds do come from that like like that part of the spectrum. It's just man, I, I think they get the negatives get way too many focus sometimes. But also, it's uh, I have to concede it's a bit, it's a bit deserving because sure. they've done a lot of damage. They 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 have for sure infected a lot of people with like their their toxicity and. You know, converted a lot. Like they, they command a lot of respect and power, so they influence a lot of people, especially like younger people who will look up to them, and so they think that's like the best way to act. Plus, they're reinforcing all these headlines. Half these headlines we talked about are stemming from those types of mindsets, where it's like, this was like a, this was like a fraternity type environment. This was like a, a, a dudes club, basically, where. You know, misogyny ran rampant. You know, we only hire people who, you know, are like, we don't like want to hire minorities. We don't want to hire any diversity here because oh, we're all like, we all like the like-minded people here. We all like this. This is good and stuff. And it's like anyone who pushes against that, like they feel threatened and challenged. And I think it's not unique to gaming. It's obviously in every industry. It's just like the narrative that always comes around anyone trying to hire diverse people in this industry or trying to clean up the image. It's seen as like an assault on them like they take it so personally and it's like sure. your stuff is like we're not trying to erase or get rid of the stuff you like per se like even like like you know like freaking like whatever titty games or some shit like that it's like no one's saying like those to go away it's like right we no just need more that. representation no we're not we that is not the position of these allies <laughs> podcast or easy allies on patreon <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Patreon.com slash easy allies. <laughs> yeah. Slash titty games. It's, it's, <laughs> like, it's just like they can't all be that. Like you just need right. more stuff out there because there are people out there have different interests. And it's like, yeah. Well, it, and, lots and, of different interests. Huge industry. I, I love play, playing a game or getting into a franchise or something and then just like, how does, deep does this rabbit hole go? And it always goes further than I would ever have the time to explore. You know, it's always just, yeah. just well, human, even stuff so... I love like Grand Theft Auto and like... It's so easy when you're in enthusiast press or if you're a consumer watching enthusiast press like us or whatever, like it's so easy to forget that how niche this, this like infotainment branch is like, like the sales numbers prove how in, in consequential like enthusiast press really is. And, but like when you're watching a lot of it, consuming it, certainly when you work in it, like we do, it's really easy to forget that but like i've been playing video games my entire life i'd never even heard of e3 until i was editing <laughs> one like or for game trailers you know in like 2008 or 10 or whatever that was so it's like you can you can play games all the time and just not read the news about it right <laughs> and shout out to keely because i think keely's trying to normalize like all of this stuff. like yeah. keely's out there you know, like tap dancing on the stage just because he's like, I want people to, I want celebrities of every medium. I want musicians. I want filmmakers. I want people from television. I want them all talking about games. You know, I want them all thinking about it. And that's kind of frustrating to see like some random celebrity come out and talk about adventure games and blah, blah, blah. You're like, who are you? But I think it's all in the effort of, of just making it more normalized, making it so we can talk to our relatives about it and not get made fun of. Yeah. Or have them just like bail on the conversation after 10 seconds. I mean, it, it's nice when I, I hear from someone who I don't usually hear about in terms of like the game industry, like mention something that they saw and mention it in a positive light. Like that always makes me like kind of like smile a little bit. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you hear that. You know, or you don't like you don't feel any kind of like embarrassment or shame about it. Like you're actually like think about it 
is a positive and like it, it makes you maybe you're like a little bit more happy that like I work in this industry and like you you actually care about it. It's like if you can reach like people like parents and stuff like that, like the, the older generation, like it speaks volumes to like how much right wider of a reach this like that they can do and like you know people like Jeff people like Greg who are just trying to push it out there a little bit more like they'll get criticized a lot for like oh why are they doing these like celebrity like crossovers or these these are things and it's like because they're trying to expand the reach of this like right. that's the cost of it like unfortunately like I see like the game awards get criticized so much for being like it's just a marketing event it's not an award show like the award show is like ancillary to like it's to market all these cool trailers I'm like well okay that might be a fair criticism but at the same time it's like it, it needs to reach a bigger audience, and like we do have an award show. We and have it does like, every year. We, we have the, the Dice Awards. We have the yeah. Dice Awards, and then we have the one at the the GDC conference. Like mm -hmm. we have two very you know like respectable long running award shows as well. And like the Game Awards are also do give out awards as well. But it's like it's doing a juggling act there, and like that's not something I would want to do. So it's like it takes someone like a Jeff Keighley to like walk that fine line and pull that off, yeah. and make those headlines. Like same thing with E3. Everyone wanted E3 to die. Why did everyone want to come back? Because everyone got upset. They weren't getting into like the USA Today or the CNNs. Like they weren't covering video games anymore. Like wait, 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 wait. We need that like week where everyone's talking about video games. Bring it, bring it back. Like they, yeah. they finally got like that's yeah. That's what it's gonna take. And it's like you get rid of those elements. Yeah. Everything starts you know kind of like e even just hearing local news broadcasters just be like, yeah. hey, did you hear that uh, video game thing happened? Like a three, I heard about that. Anyway, back to the news. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they said it out loud. Yeah, said, you know, even just that. that you know, oh my gosh, that's a so huge cool. deal in LA. Um. But wonderful. I like that. Uh, thank you, Isla, for statements you've made, and obviously Bloodworth. But Damiani, three points. Nothing but net, man. You just, <laughs> you just really you really summed a lot of your opinions up really, really well. I like that. Thank you. From Todd Durham, we have two great love and respect back-to-back -back questions. Thank you from Ooh. Todd Durham and Brandon K. Gann. Starting with Todd Durham, I'm trying to 100% Metroid Dread. I am absolutely stumped by some of these speed booster puzzles. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the shit? <laughs> What's even worse is I look I up how to complete them, and I still can't pull it off. Oh, great. So that got me thinking about difficulty in video games. Have any of the allies ever come across a challenge in a video game that they just couldn't beat and ultimately had to walk away from it? The speed boosted. The <laughs> There's like three of them, and I was like, Win huh? Winning in chivalry, what? too. Like, the, the direction is wrong. Like, what? Yeah. No, I mean, that's one of my favorite things that they had Metroid Dread, that they actually brought that stuff back, you know, and Zero Mission, you know, be the same kind of thing, really. You see a speed booster block and, like, a vertical shaft, and you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but, not even the verticals. It's when it's, like... You have to yeah. start your speed yeah, you boost have in this room, go through two doors, mm -hmm. go up a thing, left, through some pitfall blocks, well, and then right into the thing. And it's like, it doesn't last that long. The, the, best, oh. the best thing that I, I, I loved about those... <laughs> no, they're right. I like is, is that I would I, I would work out and you know spend some time and figure out a way to do it and then I'd post my clip I'm like hey I got I got this one or whatever and then I would get you know somebody would say oh here's another this. thing that you can yeah, do yeah yeah I saw I, that discourse yeah, yeah. Yes. and then oh I tried that and like oh but you can also do this and it, and it's like. It's like four different ways yes. to get the same exact spot. That's I was just, I thought about it for like two seconds and I was like, I don't need the two missiles. Like, <laughs> that yeah, too. It's, it's optional. It's about, yeah, yeah. It's not about the missiles. It's about, about the figuring out. So like, I like the, the so yeah, to do it. The puzzle element of that in Dread is like, I really appreciate it. But like, I'm, I'm glad I had it, but I'm also glad it was made optional because it is something that's a little bit more complex than most of the game in terms of like traversal mechanics. It is the most advanced stuff in platformers probably to do some of that stuff um i to uh side a little bit with you isla i do think um within the game itself it doesn't do a great job of getting the average player 
acclimated to all the 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 the, the spine shark uh, shine spark uh, how it works the specifically nuances, yeah. yeah like the nuances of it I think it's like they l l rely on you to like trial and error like to see like oh you can continue your momentum up through here and like that does work and it's like I think a little bit more explanation or maybe this one tutorial area or like a segment when you like you get it's, it like it's, it's funny because you say that but it like I feel like the first place you can do it is like right after the speed booster and it essentially is like oh yeah you, it's like an in-game tutorial it just doesn't pop up with a bunch of text to tell you but i feel you like do. everyone's extent of the knowledge of it is that you you build it up you charge it and then you can use it to go diagonally you can go vertically you can go horizontally and you're gonna break through blocks and it's like but maintain doing it and then banking it doing it again and banking it mm -hmm. there really isn't anything other than those extra uh, the extra uh, optional missiles yeah that's the, so you're solution to your thing sorry i let to spoil it is that Please you can <laughs> you can do one like going forward and if you hit a ramp or a solid yeah. if you don't, as long as you don't hit a like a 90 degree angle you can hit down and recapture your shine spark and then initiate it in another direction oh and this is the walk through content i keep trying to bring to easy allies yeah. that i feel we're just not delivering so, on also um if you have a shine spark and you jump in the air and then you hit Y plus B in the direction, you can shine spark in the air as well. And then bank it again? No, you, you can't well, bank while you're in the air. You maybe have to hit, if you, if you, you but yeah, you have so to hit a surface. Basically, you have to go from a shine spark back into a regular speed booster in order to bank another shine okay. spark. So the, the main way that that happens is by going across a ramp. It also doesn't help that I played this game for five hours on a plane, and then not at all for two weeks, and then five oh. hours on a plane, and uh, then sure. not at all for a week, <laughs> and then like for another two hours. So it's like, I was just trying to remember. Like it took me a while to remember that I had storm missiles or whatever. Yeah. You know, so. Oh yeah. Uh, there's stuff in Horizon Five that's kind of like this too, to where you'll just. Are you giving up though? Are you walking away? Um. I think there might have been some in Passports Horizons that I've been you like, like bank a shine spark into a Ford Mustang. Well, no, <laughs> but there will be like so there will be uh, uh, you know there's like the smash smashable boards. Sometimes they'll just be in like the craziest places. They'll be yeah. on like the top of a rock formation, and you're just like, there's nowhere for me to jump yeah. to this. How where? Uh, there's another one that was like there's like a support pillar. Um, under a bridge with like multiple levels and one of them is like on like the middle level and like well, how yeah. where do where do I go to, to jump you just to crash into another thing. car yeah. and like yeah hope you three had one up. like way out on like uh, one of those kind of like pillar island things off the coast coastline so yeah so um, I think there's definitely definitely stuff like that that I've walked away from and you know it's it's fine or whatever but it it can be fun. You know, like you said, it's the puzzle of figuring yeah. out how to do it rather than the reward. Because in both games, like the rewards are yeah. nothing; Two they don't really misses. matter. It's just yeah. that niggling sense. Of of, oh, there's the one percentage of things I haven't gotten. I got thousand gamer score in Red Dead Redemption. Undead Nightmare, though, I had to kill a bear with a knife, an undead bear with a knife, and. What I would do is I would just shotgun it like eight times. Like I would count like, okay, nine shotgun blasts kills it. So I'll hit it with eight and then like just knife it as much as I can. And I, I think I spent like three and a half hours one day. And I was just like, I can't. It was it. It was the last thing I had to do. And I, sorry, Red Dead. Wish I knew how to quit you. Um, 
from Brandy K. Gann. The other end, the other end of the coin. Currently, I'm replaying my favorite game of all time just to get the lone trophy. Doesn't say what it is, though. I've yet to unlock, but it takes a very specific set of steps across a couple dozen hours to reach. It's not even a guarantee. While I haven't reached that point quite yet, I realize that all the effort just to go after this trophy is ludicrous if it wasn't a game I loved. So it inspires me to ask, what's the furthest you've ever gone in a game to get something, whether an in-game weapon, item, etc., or unlocking a trophy or achievement? Thanks for reading my question if you do. And stay easy, fellow allies. So oh, when did you not whack it. away? Oh, okay, Got it. Okay. That Even was... better if you like bailed and then came back. The witness is the first thing that comes to mind. That that yeah. time trial thing was a bastard. Yeah. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Only point in that game that has like music, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, some of the videos do, but sure. Yeah, when I finally got that, I was like, I like, I like collapsed. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so hard. Platinumed it. Yeah, it's definitely the hardest platinum that i've ever gone for yeah so many of these things are so hard otherwise to think of specific examples i'm a funny case because like if i don't love a game i don't even think about the trophies at all you know but it's like i don't think Bloodborne about and i don't Witness, think about I the trophies or achievements you know? in most cases it, yeah yeah like it'll be this rare circumstance where i'll look and like oh there's only three things left that i haven't gotten and and this is what they are. Okay, I'll I'll run across the map and gra- grab that thing or do whatever little trick I have. Just never thought of doing. You know, like Uncharted will have the things where like hang off a ledge and shoot someone with a shotgun. I'm like, oh, sure. <laughs> but yeah, when you talk about something like that, where you're replaying a game and having to do some complicated series of steps to get a trophy, it's like again, it's like. I'm not going to do it for the trophy's sake. It better sound fun. It better sound like an interesting challenge. But I'm not going to go through, you know, and play the game on normal and then play it on hard and then play it on very hard. It's like, right. Either you unlock the very hard at the beginning or I don't care. <laughs> That's why something like the witness challenge is so fun because it's like really, really, really hard. But and it changed enough each time to to stop it from getting frustrating. But I knew I could do it. Yeah. You know. And then you just had to do it. Yeah. Long strange trip for me. World of Warcraft. Do every single holiday event mm. in the game. So obviously, if you miss Halloween, gotta wait a year. Give it another shot. Oh, <laughs> I see. You don't have to do it all in one year. But like Valentine's Day, Patrick's Day, there's all of their little dumb oh, events that they would do. They... These these games started to only do them once and never do them again, huh? I mean, the, yeah, well, yeah, this was. <laughs> they oof. change it up each time. Just whenever Arthas was happening. So, yeah, it's like 2012, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I got an achievement to get an achievement because to get forgetting one, one Strange Trip with a buddy helped me got. I was actually at a fish concert, and my friend did, like, one last dumb thing, some PvP thing I had to do and uh-huh. tried and couldn't make it happen. And he was like, if I have time, I'll log in as you and, like, try to do it. <laughs> Pulled it off while I was at a concert. And to get that for that, I got the Azure Drake was my reward, which was my fiftieth or hundredth mount, which I also got another achievement for. Dang. So it was just like double duty. Shame. I was just waiting. So yeah, that was a big PvP match that my friend did for me. Ooh, I appreciate it. Jones. Very nice. It's time for bets. Next week's bet. Next week before this podcast, Daniel Bloodworth is gonna do any race he wants to do in Forza Horizon five. He is going to lose. <laughs> How many characters will be in the gamer tag of that race's first place winner? There are 12 total characters possible. Used to be 15. So this needs to be an online race. Used to be 15. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, because otherwise, it's like I actually have the same set of driver tires in the almost every time. It's always giant right. bomb. We're going to make a celebrity out of somebody. And, yeah. Hopefully, they're not a Shane, don't have an offensive name. Yeah. We might have to blur it, and you'll just have to uh, count on us that we got it right. Damiani, what's your bet? The max, 12. Going 12? Going to the max? Isla. Dang, I wish I'd gone low. Take it to the max. I said nine. Oh. I said 10. Bloodworth. I said 11. Oh, <laughs> I got the low. You got the low. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. But I will say, wow. I think in Forza, as well as a lot of other games, people try to match. Just on Xbox oh, yeah. in general, you, like, got yeah. Big yeah. Numbers, you got big It's going to yeah. be XXX something XXX. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. This week's bet, Just Dance 2022, launched on November 4th. I want to know what position will the first version that I see, which is likely Switch, on Amazon's hot new releases page right now. Brad Ellis bet 7. Michael Huber bet 15. Isla bet 22. Blood bet 21. And I bet 13. I got it right, Shmian. Refresh. Here we go. The first version that I see, if the PS5 version bumped ahead, then Stadia I will pick version that. won't be on there. The Stadia version will not be tonight. on there. Is the physical version, Just Dance, number eleven. Whoa, closest to me at number thirteen. Oh, whoa! Bam. Bringing our scores too. Jovial Penguins twenty-seven. Ah, uh. wah wah wah. Vociferous <laughs> Beavers twenty-one. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. That's right. Speechless That's... when we get the win. Yeah. Don't know what to do with yourselves. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies. Patreon.com slash Easy Allies is where you can go to primarily support the allies. It's where we go. Uh, it's where our most expansive financial offerings are. There's obviously lots of ways to support us. But if you go to Patreon, you'll see lots of different fun tiers. That's not only a different monetarily way you can contribute to Easy Allies, but lots of fun ways you can get something in return. You can be involved in shows that we do. You can get stuff early. You can ask us questions. Uh, the vast majority of content we produce at Easy Allies has a little bit of our community in it, and they're a wonderful community, very nice and loving and respectful community over at patreon.com slash easyallies. So go over there if you want to check it out. Even if you're not interested in giving us a dime, there's a lot of fun stuff to learn more about the group that is Easy Allies. At the very top of our tier, again, I, got, I still got the same shout-outs, right, from mm-hmm. last month? Because we, right. The same shout-out tier. And you uh, can get in on tip-top that tier. That if, you, if you want to jump in, yeah. uh, you can join there these wonderful people. There are open spaces. Shout out to El Fanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, and Nick. Shout out. Shout out. out. Nick busted his wrist while skateboarding. Ooh. He said on the showcase, he he gave us our showcase post from the hospital. It's just in the hospital's phone. Hey, what's up, everybody? Love Nick. Very nice to hear their voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always fun. Nick's got a wonderful accent that I love. Yeah. Uh, Shout out. I hope you're feeling better. I won! I get to promote any Easy Allies video I'd like to promote. I get the final word on anything I disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into my head. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign-off. I'm going to promote my unpacking review that Blood brought up, but uh, that I was excited about. It was a weird review because I did not think I was going to love the game as much as I did. I was very impressed. Uh, It was a little bit longer than I was expecting. There's a lot going on in there. And it was, I wrote the script and then cut the review like two weeks later. (laughs) Like, I had the whole project done. And then I was just like, I got to remember not to not cut that review. Uh, to hit that embargo, but um, and a lot, it's getting a lot of a lot of positive press around there. I'm excited about that game. Fun story, fun storytelling. Final word. I I think Activision Blizzard is going to be around, maybe living longer than the cockroaches. I don't think this is going to take them down. But again, I want to reiterate. I can't, there's 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 little there's a couple of uh, dings in their armor. I think it's about time. Cheers. 
if you have Shine Spark and you jump in the air and then you hit Y plus B in the direction, you can Shine Spark in the air as well. Super game. Please. Patreon.com slash easy allies slash titty games.